Is there anything that concerns you at all? Anything? Are you troubled about anything that might happen tomorrow or anything you're facing tomorrow or anything today? Anyone? Anything? Are you troubled about anything? If so, this shows you you are failing to do Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. You're failing to do that scripture. And that is one of the most critical things for us to do in the end times. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, we see, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We have to take everything that concerns us, item by item, pray to God, ask for help. If we have a request in the matter, ask him, tell him what we would really like to see him do. But we must take everything to God in prayer. Prayer connects us to God. Without prayer, you're basically saying, I can do this myself. I can handle this myself. And that is deadly for each one of us. Everything that troubles us, all cares, must be diligently taken to God, settled with God by waiting on Him, talking to Him, pouring out your heart before God. There have been times that I have done that and it's just like a weight, a physical weight is lifting off my shoulders. It's like I feel that weight lifting. There have been times that I've been very concerned about something and haven't had any idea what to do about it and God will give me a scripture and after I have that scripture, it's just settled for me. There's no problem. There have been other times when the trouble comes back several times and every time it comes back into my mind, I pray again about it. We can't afford to sweep it under the rug. We can't afford to ignore these problems. If you try to ignore one of these problems at some point in time, you're going to burden somebody. You'll be telling them your troubles. And it's totally the wrong way to go. I see Christians doing this all the time, burdening other people with their troubles. Either they are not Christians or they don't have faith that God will help them or something like that. If you look at James 1.5, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, not of your next door neighbor, not of your husband, not of your wife, not of your friend, of God. Take those cares to God in prayer. There's a scripture that tells us where he cares for you. Don't try to make them God. You connect with God. Another very important point about this is told us in Luke 21, Jesus says to us, watch yourself. And pray always that ye may be worthy 
that you may be counted worthy to escape the things that are coming upon this earth. And what it really means is, watch yourself. Take all of your cares to God, for that makes you worthy to escape. That association with God, that connection with God, makes us worthy to escape. Without it, we are going to be in trouble. So the first thing that I would say that's critical for us is to take every care to God and be sure you've prayed over it. If you have several cares and troubles, I want to suggest you sit down and just take a piece of paper and list those things over which you are troubled and be sure you take each one of them in prayer to God. And then often you have to wait for him to give you the solution or for him to settle you with scripture or it could be he might give you a dream to settle you. One of my most severe moments in my life happened in the year 2020. One of our church members rose up against me very strongly and by telephone she just railed at me. I was living at the home of Pam Paget at the time this happened. I still live there. But anyway, um, I said to this woman, wait a minute, let me get Pam on the extension so she can hear this. So we have a witness, not a witness for me, but a witness to the truth of what really happened. And maybe somebody to mediate in the midst of the situation. So Pam came and got on the extension, and for a minute this woman was kind of simmered down, uh, calmed down. But then she rose up again and, Pam said it was just shocking. Pam heard every bit of it. Even before I got Pam on the extension, she was in another room and had the door closed to my room. And she could hear this woman through the closed door because she was talking so loudly, yelling at me. That was a very difficult moment. After that phone call... I turned to God in prayer and I said, if the things she is accusing me of having done are true, I can't do this work of the ministry any longer. I can't do these exhortations and writings any longer. So you are going to have to judge me. I'm calling on you to show me your view of the situation for I'm not going to do any more ministry work until I hear from you. That's how serious this was to me. That night, God gave me a dream. In the dream, I opened my front door of my house and someone had dumped all of their garbage at my front door. And I knew it was this woman. What she had done, instead of taking each of the things that offended her to God in prayer and letting him establish those things with her. She just tried to ignore them. Over the years, decades, offenses against me had piled up and she finally exploded and was destroyed, basically. There's no way that I can restore her through counsel at this point in time 
and she's not with us any longer. I would think maybe she's been turned over to a reprobate mind, which can happen to you if you fail to keep God in the picture. If we look at Romans chapter 1, we will see that God can turn us and will turn us over to a reprobate mind if we fail to think on what he said on the subject at hand. Romans 1, 28 And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. A reprobate mind, as I understand it, is a mind without God's judgment. It's a very serious matter. Retaining God in our knowledge would be remembering Scripture, letting those Scriptures rise up in us to counsel us when we're on the verge of exploding. There have been many times that I have been in a situation where I wanted to tell somebody off. And instead, fortunately, I have cried out to God and said, Please don't let me say that. Even as that person is talking, I'm praying. And I'm saying to God, please don't let me say what I want to say. Please let me say only what you want me to say. After the conversations, many times, I have walked away and I have then remembered, I didn't say that thing that I wanted to say. God stopped me. I know God can stop us. This woman did not keep God in her knowledge as she railed at me. This same woman once told me, you are the most godly person I've ever known. How can this happen? How can anyone change this much? Well, Jesus explains it to us in Matthew chapter 24, verses, I believe it's 12 and 13. Let's look at that. It is verses 12 and 13. Jesus says, because of the end times, in the end times, and I know we're in the end times, in the end times, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. He even says at one point, if the days were not shortened toward the end, there would be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. In the meantime, we have to control ourselves by the word of God. We can't afford to rail out at people. We can't afford to lose ourselves and do what our flesh wants. The way we control our flesh is by the Spirit of God who lives in us. The flesh and the Spirit go exactly opposite directions. The flesh will try to influence us to tell someone off. The Spirit will bring scriptures to our mind to hold us back from doing that. They're exactly opposite. You might be of the opinion that you can improve your flesh. You cannot improve your flesh. 
We are told in Galatians 5 what the works of the flesh are, and they are never good. Paul even said of his own self, he was persuaded that there was no good thing in him, meaning in his flesh, that the flesh did no good thing. Galatians 5 tells us exactly what the flesh does. Galatians 5, start at verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, which is, by the way, living in superstitions, hatred, variance, to vary with another person, argue, debate, Emulations is to try to beat out another person. Wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, says Paul, as I have also told you in time past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Romans 8, the flesh pulls us one way, but the spirit pulls us another way, and they are opposite ways. If we walk in the flesh doing what our flesh wants to do, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. We'll be turned over by God to do what we want to do. We must walk in the spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit of God inside us, the Holy Spirit of Jesus, who reminds us at the time the flesh is tempting us, the Holy Spirit reminds us of the way of God, where we can have a choice of going in the way of God, of choosing that. Therefore, if we walk in the Spirit, there's no condemnation for us. And it is, we were equipped, we're totally equipped to walk in the Spirit. We have the Spirit of Jesus living inside us, If we are truly born again, we have the Spirit of God in us. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings to our memory everything Jesus has said to us. So we get in the midst of one of these struggles. We'll be reminded by the Holy Spirit of the other way to go. But we have to choose to go in the way of the Spirit of God. So the first thing we need to do, and it's critical for us to do at this point in time, is settle everything, all of our troubles and concerns and cares with God in prayer, and to do it every day, every day. I keep that Philippians 4, 6 on my meditation list of scriptures. Every day I read it and think about it. Is there anything troubling me so that I can do it? Every night, I read those meditation scriptures that I keep on my Kindle photo album. Every night, I I read them, and I think about, now, did I do this today? And when I get to Philippians 4, 6, I think, well, now, is there anything that concerns me? Anything at all? Is there any conversation that went on that concerns me? Is there any person that concerns me? Am I troubled about the possibility of a future event? Am I troubled about anything? And I pray over it. You must 
Keep that scripture and do that scripture every day of your life between now and your last breath on this earth because it is a struggle between the flesh and the spirit and it will continue as long as we are on this present earth but we can overcome. We can overcome by doing this. And the seriousness of the matter is in Revelation chapter 3. For Jesus says in Revelation chapter 3, For those who overcome, I will not blot their name out of the book of life. You may be under the doctrine once saved, always saved, and that's not true. You could have your name blotted out of the book of life according to what Jesus says in Revelation 3. If you fail to overcome while you're living on this earth. So none of us are immune from this situation. We must overcome all of the problems that come to us every day through God, through turning to God in prayer, through hearing from God, through believing that which the Holy Spirit speaks to us and by meditating on those things given to us by God. Revelation 3, verse 5, Jesus says, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Concerning meditation, I have a Kindle tablet. You may have a Kindle, you may have an iPhone or some other device. You can make screen prints of these scriptures that are called to your attention. I keep those screen prints on my Kindle photo album so I can look at it every morning and then again in the evening to reinforce myself in the Word of God, the way of God. I make screen prints of parts of our blog. Our blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. I make screen prints of some of the scriptures and instructions in our blog so I can get them deeply rooted inside myself. By meditating in the Word of God. That's the other factor that is critical for us at this point in time. Meditating in the Word of God. If you will look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. I saw this scripture as a new Christian in 1975. And I knew it was true. And I began doing it. And I continue to do it to this day. This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Meditating in the Word of God day and night. Psalm 1 also tells us the same thing. 
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Yes, we do live by the law of the Lord of the New Testament. All the rules of the New Testament to us are the law of the Lord. We don't sacrifice animals. We don't live by the law of Moses nowadays. The law of Moses, they had to sacrifice animals for sin. Jesus paid for our sins. So we don't live by the law of Moses, but we do live by the law of the New Testament church as recorded in the New Testament Bible. So don't let anyone confuse you into thinking that you can just do whatever you want to since you're born again. Why, that's foolishness. As we are born again, we are recreated in the image of Christ. We don't want to sin against God. Which one of us born again wants to live like we lived before we were born again? I certainly don't. Being born again is instant change caused by God as he revealed the truth to us and we believed the truth and we were changed in the image of Christ instantly. We are continually changed the rest of our life every time we do a portion of the word of God that is called to our mind by the Holy Spirit. We are recreated in the image of Christ. I'm constantly being recreated in the image of Christ as the Holy Spirit reminds me of something and I look into it and go that way. I am recreated over and over in the image of Christ and so will you be or so are you. This is what being born again is about. Even though we're changed instantly, we are constantly recreated by Scripture and we choose to go in that way keeping the flesh under control, letting the scripture rule over us, going that way, and that's what it means to suffer in the flesh because when we do that, our flesh doesn't get to rule and our flesh suffers because we don't let it do what it wants to do. This is Joan Boney speaking. I want to thank you for letting me speak to you today. I want to urge you to go to our blog because I have printed out quite a lot more about meditating in the scriptures, which you might find interesting. Our blog name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. You can go to that. On the right-hand side of the page, it will say podcast. Click on today's podcast, and you will be able to see all of these things in writing and many more things. Thank you for letting me speak with you today.